What is going on, everyone? Happy Wednesday. It, it, it's, we're halfway through the week, guys. Just two more days, okay? Just two more days. For me, it's only one more day because I work four days a week and my work week starts on Sunday, but still, four more days, okay? We've got a lot of news for you. we got to bring you up to speed with stuff going on down in Florida and the absolute just sh shamelessness of the media bring you all that, bring you stuff out of California. And well, it's, it's a kind of thing that... I, I work with someone who actually used to live in California. They actually moved from California to work with, like, at the same place I do now, which is funny because, you know, I have no degree, but they also have a degree, and yet they work the same job I do. It's hilarious to me, but we'll, we'll get into, like, sort of some stuff there. Uh, we'll also bring you some stuff on an update from yesterday. We, we, did, we did win a victory yesterday. We'll bring you an update on a story from yesterday that got significantly better. We'll bring you updates on Biden. We'll bring you stuff from the Pope. All that on today's show. Of course, if you're new here and you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following on Twitter and True Social. And of course, stick around. It, it, it's, it's fun today. We're having fun. Uh, of course, you know, the best part about uh, you know, the best part of 2023, you know, it isn't just the fact that, you know, for me, like many of you, Twitter has become a better place in terms of just the hilarity that happens, as well as, um, you know, people getting utterly violated by communities notes, even Elon Musk is even subject to that himself, truly a fantastic feature that I think we can all agree has been a resounding success. And, well, of course, the other thing is, is all of us have enjoyed one simple thing. One simple thing that we've enjoyed this year is the fact that the writer's strike has honestly been more beneficial than anything. It has. Because you know what it has stopped all of us from doing? It has stopped all of us from ever hearing from, from all of the... <laughs> from all of the late night show hosts because all their shows got put on hold because all of their writers went on strike and uh well we'd all been enjoying that piece for so long uh but some bad news was delivered to us yesterday uh here's a listen one more time jimmy yeah hi i'm jimmy fallon i'm oh, stephen colbert i'm jimmy kimmel i thought when you said jimmy you meant me jimmy but you meant jimmy jimmy i always you... mean you but when you I say always that... mean Seth Myers, who do you mean? I mean John Oliver. It's the five of us together for uh, maybe an hour a, a day. Strike Force Five is the name of our podcast. Subscribe to it now. Spot. Please no, don't. I don't actually do that. You you should never never do that. Anyway, so yes, all of the, all 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 of the all all of the late night show hosts. You know, all of the really, really, really funny people. Really, really funny. Super untalented people. <laughs> God, dude. Are, are making a podcast together. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. J just to make it even funnier, all the proceeds of the show go to the writers. And what's so funny is everybody in the comments is going, yeah, no. Yeah, no. No. No, no, I think I think we're all good. I, I think we're all good. You know, I, I think we've all enjoyed you guys not being around and we're going to continue because it's been fantastic. Like my life has improved. You know, every time I think about it, it makes me just that littlest bit happier. You know, that littlest bit happier. 
But, uh, you know, like all good things, they must eventually come to an end, and truly my happiness does. But don't worry, at least my happiness uh, should hopefully come back tomorrow, but that's for other reasons outside of politics in this show. Uh, AKA, it's, 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 it's video games, so, you know, we, we got a lot of fun to happen tomorrow. But let's focus on today, and I want to bring you down to Florida. So, down in Florida, there was a shooting that happened. Now, you might be wondering, okay, why didn't you cover it when it happened? Well, that's because, well, unlike the rest of the mainstream media, this, this shooting is not that big of a story. What do you mean? It's, it's a shooting. Yeah, it's a shooting where three people die. That happens every single weekend in Chicago. Except, the only reason it's different this time is because this time it was actually white supremacy. This one was an actual white supremacist that was actually, like, had full-on, you know, racist symbols, like Nazi shit all over his fucking gun. And, uh, and so, yes, this one is actually a white supremacist. We finally found one for the first time this year. It wasn't, you know, like they tried with, you know, an Asian or a... A literal, a literal Mexican. No, it's now an actual white supremacist this time, and so yes, they they are of course co going to cover it because obviously it's now an actual news story. Because you can spin this to now attack Ron DeSantis because then you know, hey, you don't like his policies. Obviously, he's the one who caused all this white supremacy. So that's what the media has done. An AP article with two journalists on the byline, the AP chief political reporter, along along with the basically an activist, who uh, you know basically accused them of cause accused the Florida governor of causing the race shooting. That's right, he caused it. Yes, yes, Ron DeSantis, you know the person who did the best job during COVID, is currently doing the best job uh, for the hurricane that's about to happen down in Florida. And uh, is, is now being blamed for a shooting in which he didn't cause. But that's, of course, not the only part of it. it it's, they're not the only ones, of course. They're, they're insinuating that he's a part of it. You know, it's, of, of course, that's just complete and utter falsehood. And it, it should be shown that that's the case. Basically, they're entire instances of just no, just no, just absolutely not. The entire notion that, yes, you know, <laughs> there's Ron DeSantis. Yes, he is. He is responsible. He is. He is part of it. And I mean, even this, a contributor to MSNBC complained this week that, you know, he was demonizing the man who murdered the three African-American people at the Dollar General score as a scumbag, claiming that doing so pins the atrocity solely on the individual who is responsible, uh, b b because it is. You see, in this instance, you can put it on two different things. You can put it on the fact that both guns, which they don't like, because, you know, any anybody that has a gun that's not somebody as part of their, you know, cause— in which, you know, they can, you know, have them to be able to point at somebody else that's, you know, against them, it's bad. As well as the fact that if it's somebody they don't like, it's very, very bad. You'll notice something very, very interesting, in which there's a standard that seems to be 
uh, you know, really not applied around the block evenly. And we're, we're about to see so with a story out of CNN. But the entire idea is if you don't hold up the narrative, if you don't hold up everybody that's on your side immediately, then you immediately have a problem. Like here, take for example me. On my side of the aisle, on where I stand, I will attack whoever. I do not care what little thing is next to your name. Like in this show, on this show, I have openly attacked Donald Trump. I openly attack everybody. There, there, there is, I am blindly firing into the wind when I see something that you do is bad because I don't have this unrelenting loyalty to just certain people. If I think you're a fucking scumbag, I'm going to call you out on it. If you do something wrong, I'm going to call you out on it. Even the people that I really, really, really like, if they fuck up or they screw something up or if they get something wrong, I'm going to call them out on it. I'm not going to play favoritism over here. Like, let's say the person who inspired me to do all of this, right? The person who inspired me my, you know, ever since when I was in kindergarten to want to get into this business and actually, like, start doing this, screwed up. Let's say Glenn Beck fully screwed up big time and, you know, said something that I really didn't like. I would call him out on it. I would. Even though I really like the guy, he's the person who literally inspired me to do all this stuff. He, you know, he's my main inspiration, and yet I would still call him out if he does something wrong. And the same thing should be said for all of us, no matter who we are, no matter what we are call everybody out on their bullshit because there's too much of it. There's too much of it going around. Here is the MSNBC contributor. I just want to play this clip for you because truly in that the attacks are only on the, but not for me. And yesterday, Governor DeSantis in Florida facing audible boos at a Jacksonville vigil for the three victims. At the vigil, DeSantis called the gunman a scumbag. And Jeffrey Rumlin, a Jacksonville pastor who spoke after DeSantis, was very direct in his response. He said, at the end of the day, respectfully, Governor, he was not a scumbag. He was a racist. What's your response to that? You know, for so many folks, the issue with that kind of language is that it places the onus on one individual and the actions of one individual, as opposed to a nationwide sickness of white supremacy in this country and the violence that it fuels. And so as long as it's he's a scumbag or as long as there's a mental health issue, you don't have to engage with the idea that there are, um, you know, co-conspirators online. There are co-conspirators who create legislation that divide and other people. There are all these other forces that are contributing to this kind of violence. But as long as it's the act of one individual is just a scumbag then you don't have to take the, the true issue head on um no no if that were the case then literally every democrat city in the country is both conspirators and fully causing supremacy all supremacy is bad whether it's white supremacy black supremacy asian supremacy mexican supremacy <laughs> middle East supremacy they're all not good so so the entire idea is we only chastise white supremacy because it's the only, only thing that people ever know to talk about. No one ever talks about any of the other forms of supremacy because, you know, obviously as soon as they get brought up, it's, ah, what, what are you, a racist? No, I'm pointing out the fact that there's a double standard in supremacies here. All supremacies are bad. There's a reason why America is one big melting pot of people. We're the only country that's like this, the only one. Name me another country that is this racially diverse that didn't happen within just the last 10, 15 years where, you know, they had a lot more people start to migrate in. You can't name me one because there's not one that exists. The entirety of the U.S. 
is based around the fact that there's not only whites, there's blacks, there's Asians, there's Mexicans, there's people of, of Arab descent, there's actual Native Americans. Everybody in the entire world, any race that you can name, any singular person, there is one of every single one of them. No matter how small the minority is, there's always one of them here. Because that is what America is. And most other countries that you go to, like let's say the biggest country on the earth, biggest country on the earth is still China by still, you know, a slight margin, uh, but not by much to India. Think about this. What is, what is like more than 90 plus percent of the population of China? It's Chinese. Like they're, they're all Chinese, right? It's not like, you know, okay, like 50% is Chinese. And then you have, you know, maybe like another, you know, like 12% that are black. You got another, you know, like obviously there's some that do live there, but for the most part, more than about 90%, I could very much justify to you is Chinese, right? We, we could all completely agree that that is the case over in China. We are the most racially diverse country in the world. Does that mean that racism all of a sudden is suddenly fixed? No, they're of course going to crop up. And at every single point in time, we should immediately all stand up and fucking point at them and go, absolutely not. No, we're not, we're not doing that here. But of course, that's not what we do. We immediately point the fingers at everyone else. I don't mean to point fingers at this contributor. I mean to point fingers at the person who did the killing. This is complete, utter BS. The idea that, yes, who all is to blame? Ron DeSantis is to blame for what? Causing a shooting in which... In which what? What was, like, Ron DeSantis out there, like, like some sort of, you know, federal encouragement officer? You know, like, being the governor going, like, yeah, kill him. Kill, kill all of them in the store. No, it's not at all what he was doing. He's not encouraging it. His policies don't promote it. Yes, because promoting actual real history in which actual, like, black slaves learn to do different trades to actually be able to survive, to be more useful to the actual, like, plantation masters, being such a bad thing for students to learn is utterly preposterous. Yes, because that's what his Paul, you know, that's the current new education that was made by a literal board of people in which people on that board are also black. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, such racist on that board. Oh, man. Such racist, I must say. Such, such racist. Because, truly, you know, our, our world is great. Because our, our media is ridiculous. It's not truthful. This show, and that when we get things wrong, we'll tell you when we get things wrong. When I bring you things that are, when I bring you something that's wrong, I go back and I fix it. Or I bring you the update and I fix it, right? So let's let's take, for example, CNN. So CNN yesterday put out this story. Two men in Uganda are facing separate charges of aggravated homosexuality, an offense punishable by death under the country's new controversial uh, new anti-gay laws. Now, there's some context that you're, that you're probably... Uh, you're, well, in, in our case, before we truly go forth... You might have to ask yourself, oh, man, you know, like, what happened? You know, what, what, what happened? You know, what, you, what exactly did these, you know, people, people uh, do? You know, what, what, what happened? Well, when you start to read the article, you realize that it's full of propaganda nonsense because, first of all, Uganda is its own country. It can do whatever the hell it wants. It's not my prerogative if they don't want, you know, 
the gay agenda, as some people might put it, in their uh, in their country. If they don't want to, uh, if they don't want that in that country, that's fine. It's not my prerogative. I, it's not my country of of origin or home, and as well, I, I'm not any of those things, so it's not going to bother me. But you might notice as uh, you read, you might notice that something is, um, well, you know, uh, you might understand why some people might have a problem with this article. Let me just read you a little bit and, uh, let's, let's see if you notice where, uh, some of the, uh, propaganda comes in. Two men in Uganda are facing separate charges of aggravated homosexuality, an offense punishable de by death under the country's new controversial NDK laws. A 20-year-old man in the district of Sorati in eastern Uganda was charged on August 18th after he allegedly performed unlawful sexual intercourse with one man aged 41 with a disability. Uh, Jaqueline Akoy, spokesperson for the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutors, told CNN, aggravated homosexuality, according to the a uh, much-criticized act involves incest, sex with children, as well as people with disabilities or the elderly. The act signed into law in May outlaws gay marriage in Uganda, and it's punishable, uh, punishes same-sex acts with life imprisonment. So you might be wondering, well, oh, oh, wait, what, 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 what exactly happened here? What, 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 uh, what, what's the, uh, what's the issue? Uh, well, the, the headline actually misleads you. The story tells of one man performing sex with a man with a disability and the other for having sex with a, uh, with a same-sex child under the age of 12, a.k.a. raping a child. Do you see the, see the issue here? It's not, oh my goodness, they're, they're doing bad stuff. Um, no, 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 it's... It's the simple fact that <laughs> one person did stuff with a same-sex stuff with a person with disabilities, the other raped a child. Do you notice any propaganda? Yeah, of course, everybody completely clowned on CNN for absolutely propagandizing to everyone, unsurprisingly. But... Is anyone shocked? It's it's never been a shocking revelation to anybody that the entirety of of them have been promoting quasi pedophilia to the masses for the last few years now, and I, I guess it's just more confirmation of uh, such a process. Moving right along to more stuff in the news, so a California mom says she lost her job. 10 days after speaking against LGBTQ materials at a school board meeting. Now, you might say, oh, well, that just sounds like California. And that's because that's precisely what California is. California is is like a state in which you expect there to be secret police, except they, for some reason, hate the police. It's, it's really weird that, that California doesn't just have its own secret police at this point that's like the SS or something, because or, or you know, something like... Uh, you know, like something in outside of like Soviet Russia, to like send people to the gulag to get like re, re like educated or whatever. You know, they don't have like the Chinese re-education camps in California, because genuinely, and I know this from even talking with someone who used to live in California, I can tell you this for a simple fact: if you are a person out in California, even if you do not believe in any of this stuff, even if you do not believe 
in this stuff being taught to children, even if you don't believe in socialism for all or, you know, any of the actual like leftist stuff, you do not say it. You do not say it. The perverting narrative is you don't say it. Because if you do, word will get around, someone will report you because they all tattletale, they all snitch, and they all let everybody else know. And then what happens? You end up losing your fucking job. You say something, you the, you, the shark comes to bite. All right? When you start speaking, it's like you bleeding a little bit in the water. And when you... And when you believe when you bleed in the water a little bit, all of a sudden here comes the sharks, and that's what they do. This is what sharks do. I've had this discussion with a person at my own work one night, during uh, while we were working, and he's like, "Yeah, no, like I, I didn't really believe in any of this stuff out in California, but I had to, you know, kind of be like registered as that and not really, you know, say much about like what I actually believed in out there." Because if I did, I could, you know, maybe lose my job or, you know, no one would even talk to me. So you're forced down this route. It's not a it's not a pick and choose. You are forced down this route because you said something because you didn't want, you know, all of your, you, you know, your children to learn all about, you know, gay sex and gay stuff and learn every bit about all of the LGBTQ plus IAP alphabet gang nonsense, you know. And that you didn't want, you know, all sorts of weirdo books inside of, uh, inside the library, then, uh, you, you get, you get fired. You don't, you don't get to work in your job anymore. So, uh, truly, uh, some would say a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a demented place. Sticking with some LGBTQ alphabet gang nonsense. So, a court over in Wyoming has decided to just be thrown out. They, they threw out a lawsuit from six Wyoming sorority members uh, as the, as, you know, it was out by the judge because they said that the sorority's rules did not define what a woman is, but stated that a court should not interfere with the freedom of association. So the seven uh, female students at the University of Wyoming filed a lawsuit against their sorority, Kappa Kappa Gamma, after a man was allowed to join the all-female group and even lived in the sorority home. U.S. District Court Judge Alan B. Johnson threw out the lawsuit on the shocking, uh, on the grounds that the sorority's bylaws do not define what a woman is and refused to move forward with his own uh, definition. With its inquiries beginning at the en- and ending there, the court will not define a woman today wrote according to the New York Post. Yes, that's right. A 6'2", 260-pound dude who says he identifies as a woman joined the sorority and is living in their house, and they are, of course, the the girls in there are not exactly happy about it um, because, for one, it's creepy, it's fetishy, and uh, they don't deserve such a thing. Okay, no, no woman should be subjected to this shit. This is, this is disgusting. This is disgusting. It, we are allowing a world of fetishists to completely... Like, what do you think is going to happen here? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Have, have, has no one learned anything from what we've experienced inside a woman's prisons? I mean, think about this. Yes, we're having to bring condoms to women's prisons. Prisons. Oh, I, I wonder why. Maybe it's because female inmates are getting fucking pregnant by goddamn trans inmates. Oh, because they're not fucking women. They don't believe they're women. 
genuinely, the best thing you can do as a guy because of how silly this world is, is as soon as you get arrested and you're going to go to jail, just say that you're now a woman. Because now, by their own stupid logic, they got to play your stupid game. And by playing your stupid game, they get to win a stupid prize of you getting to be in a woman's prison. So there you go. You can fake being a woman inside of a woman's prison. You can fake being a woman to get inside of a sorority house. So uh, to all the pervs out there, I guess here, this is what you do. You you fake being a woman so that you can get inside of a... Uh, uh, the If they, uh, you know, want to, you know, fully have... Uh, have a good time for your four years in in, uh, in college since you already weren't going to get any action anyway. You know, might as well engage in a bit of fetish play as well for yourself. So there there you go. There you go. So, uh, and, and if, you're, if you're females and, you know, you find it disgusting and deplorable and all that, well, don't even bother trying to sue it because I guess, I guess the courts just don't care. So you get to, you get to suffer instead. So there, there you go. You get to suffer with, uh, with such a fate. That's what you get. Nothing more, nothing less. There you go. Hope you, uh, man, what a world, what a world we live in. But do not fret. Do not be sad. We do at least have a victory. We do. We did win something. So yesterday, we, of course, brought you on the show a fact about the kid over in the Colorado school district uh, in which, you know, he was kicked out of uh, class for having the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, what is it, the uh, flag, the Gadsden flag patch. On his backpack, he was pulled out of class and everything. Well, officially, in that within 24 hours, we caused such a shitstorm that the actual school board of directors had to call a emergency meeting, and they voted to let let the uh, Gadsden flag stay uh, visible on his backpack. So yes, that's right. They fully have decided to. Go forward, they decided to reaffirm their deep commitment to a classical education in support of these American principles. At this time, the Vanguard School Board and District have informed the student's family that, they, uh, that he may attend school with the Gadsden flag patch visible on his backpack. So, yes. We have officially uh, won uh, against, against this, so shout out to this kid for... You know, not complying, not just laying, uh, laying down and taking it. Shout out to the family for and really uh, great for bringing this to the full on uh, attention uh, as well. So great job to the family here, and you know, truly the support for this kid was absolutely fantastic on uh, on socials yesterday. So great work to everybody. We did officially win against them. So uh, uh, great, great work as always. So we, we did at least win. We won something. We, 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 we won something against these people. We did. We won at least something back. And that's the fact that the Gadsden flag has not and will not ever be a, a, a fucking depiction of slavery as its origins of slavery. No, it doesn't. Shut your mouth. Quit telling lies about history that just simply aren't true. You know, it's utter preposterous nonsense. So, 
we did win yesterday, so you can at least think about that. As we uh, we may be losing a lot of fronts, but we can turn this shit around. We can, in fact, do such a thing. Well, the uh, economy is going as well as uh, you would expect. And by that, I mean it's going into the toilet. Literally. How how bad are things going? Uh, the... Well, Binomics is working so well, gas prices are up once again. So, uh, yep, hope you enjoyed paying more at the pump again. They are, of course, back up and it's going to keep going up all the way into 2024 as the Binomics truly puts forth a absolute just shit, shit fucking economy. By the way, the economy didn't reach the targets for growth, by the way, that they wanted, so that's good. That's good. We were a little short there. But don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, it's not like gas prices are up 71% higher than they were three years ago. Okay, that's not, it's not terrible. You know, it's, it's still, it's not 80 it's not, it's not 75. It's just 71%. So don't worry. So uh, everything is fine, guys. The economy is in a great shape. Uh, food prices are going to keep going up. So uh, you'll get to spend even more money on that. So that's fine. Bidenomics is working for all of us. Uh, Biden is a, a terrific president. Uh, he's not corrupt. He's uh, not telling lies constantly that we totally aren't going to talk about later on this show. He's the best president I've ever seen. Uh, and <laughs> tr truly, truly the fact that he's going to definitely win a second term in office and pull, probably not at all fall, keel over uh, dead and then make Kamala Harris the president, uh, it will not be a, a worldwide disaster. It will actually be uh, when America enters its first uh, golden age in a long time. It uh, It will be... It will be so good, so grand, so, uh, happiness, yes. Why, 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 why is this asshole president? Why, please, for the love of God, get this asshole out, okay? This, this guy is the dumbest, the dumbest, most unempathetic motherfucker I think I've ever, ever met. So, uh, yeah, by the way, it's, uh, becoming September, and exactly, you know, on Friday it officially becomes September 1st. And, of, of course, uh, President Joe Biden will be in Alaska for the observance of the 22nd uh, anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attack. Uh, as, uh, you know, he won't actually be there, of course. Apparently, Jill, the world's greatest doctor, will apparently uh, place the wreath at the Pentagon Memorial honoring the victims of the tragic day. And Vice, uh, Vice President and uh, first uh, legally... Uh, uh, legal uh, actual robot AI Kamala Harris will of course be attending the commemoration ceremony in New York City at the actual 9-11 memorial and museum so uh, yes he will not be there as uh, Biden will be making the landing in Alaska after turning from the G20 summit in India after a visit to Vietnam so sadly the president uh, will uh, won't be able to be there, you know. Sa sadly, he just wasn't empathetic or cared enough about our uh, our past enough to be able to make it. So, terribly sorry, everyone. I know we are all looking forward to even more Biden gaffes uh, during during that, but sadly, we will uh, not be getting it. I'm sorry to say. So, 
he's very empathetic, guys. Very, very empathetic. Uh, but speaking of speaking, speaking of Biden. So Biden told another one of his crazy cooped up stories again. Apparently Biden is uh in response to the whole, you know, uh to the to the whole uh like shit with Ron DeSantis down in Florida. It, he he apparently claimed somehow some way that he got the uh former senator Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. You know, Strom Thurmond, the person who basically stood up and gave, like, the longest filibuster on a bill, you know, who didn't ever want to, you know, pass it. The only issue is that, well, as noted by the Red State, the two major versions of the Civil Rights Act that were passed in 1957 and 1964, Thurmond voted against both of them. Furthermore, Biden would have never been—Biden would have been 21 years old at the time— during the 1964 vote, Biden did not enter politics until 1971 and did not become a senator until 1973. Now, you'll notice a, pro there a problem there. Yeah, that's right. You'll notice a problem. Biden was only 21. I turned 21 next year. You cannot be a senator, a senator, senator in this in the actual country of uh, the U.S., in the actual U.S. Senate. Until, like, I think you're in, like, uh, it's, like, 28, or, like, really, like, later on. It's, like, I forget the exact date right or age right now in my head just as a pop-up. But you cannot, you, you can't be a senator at the age of 21. Because if that were the case, I would still run, but uh, you, you can't. So, yeah. Yeah. As I pointed out to you earlier, yeah, he, Thurman Holst's the longest ever recorded filibuster at 24 hours and 18 minutes in length. And the filibuster was, of course, in opposition of the Civil Rights Act in 1957. Here is, of course, Biden saying that he talked Strom Thurmond into voting for the Civil Rights Act before he died. This would have never been possible. Now, of course, uh, I will let you know before I placed uh, this play this clip he apparently was trying to clarify that Biden had meant that he was instrumental in getting Thurman's vote for the Voting Rights Act in 1980. Uh, but of course, that's clearly not what he's talking about. He clearly says the Civil Rights Act. So, uh, yeah, not, not exactly working out. But pause for just a moment. I thought things had changed. I was able to literally, not figuratively, talk Strom Thurmond into voting for the, the Civil Rights Act before he died and I thought well maybe there's real progress but hate never dies it just hides it hides under the rocks that's that's just not that's just not possible by the way it's literally it's literally not uh it's literally not possible so uh yeah not not in any way possible so, hmm, yeah, who is those Thurman, Thurman passed actually also in 2003, which is hilarious, because that's the same year I was born, so hilariously, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny, because I'm reading all about this guy uh, here in the article, which is just hilarious, so, 
God, this this guy just sounds like a fucking scumbag. And then he switched to being a different kind of scumbag by becoming a Republican afterwards to, I guess, hide the fact that he was a Democrat for so long. So great job to this guy. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. Anyway, moving right along to our final thing for today. Speaking of pieces of shit, Pope Francis. Okay, I'm not Catholic. I'm not Christian. I'm not anything. I'm atheist. But even I know, as all people do, Pope Francis is a piece of shit. This guy is not in any way a good pope. Although, let's be honest, when has there ever been really that great of a pope? And, and like, if you if you truly look back at the past of popes, there really hasn't been many great ones. F whether it be from, you know, committing adultery to literally naming the wrong gods to having orgies inside the Vatican to, you know, doing all sorts of oh, taking taking a whole lot of bribes and money basically you know, from different, you know, royalty, you know, all sorts of different fun stuff. There, of course, have been some, you know, recent ones like Benedict and other stuff. But that, of course, <laughs> defies the fact that Pope Francis is not a very good pope. He's not. So, of course, Pope Francis is, is under a little bit of fire from... He he praised Rush the uh, some Russian people uh, Russian Empire in the past and uh, chastised U.S. critics. You know the actual U.S. critics that he chastised are the ones that actually have churches that are actually succeeding. So in, in a quote, never forget the legacy. You are the heirs of the great Russia, great Russia of the saints, rulers, great Russia of Peter the first, Catherine the second. The empire great enlightened of great culture and humanity. Now, you might understand that there's a bit of a problem with that right now. As, of, of course, you know, you can't really say many good things about Russia right now because, you know, Ukraine stuff going on. But also the fact that, um, you know, there's a bit of some Christianity issues with, you know, you know, both of those two being very imperialistic and against everything that fucking <laughs> Pope Francis is even about anyway. So it, it really doesn't make much sense. Believe me, I, I like both both of these two just because I'm also very much into royalties and stuff because I like learning about that shit because history is really fun to read about. <laughs> and it's fun to, you know, learn more about different people from the past, especially these two and the crazy shit that happened back in the day. But... Still, of course, they did have to walk this back. And then, of course, he then also talked about how, you know, they're just the U.S. people are just so backwards and they're it's useless to go backwards. And, uh, you know, uh, no, they're not going backwards. They're actually doing the things that people wanted. The thing is, with Pope Francis and the way he preaches, the way this man preaches is the same way many of the sort of very, like, uh, left kind of churches here preach. And the thing that's funny about it is the actual churches over here that are, like, leftists are basically emptying out. No one's going to them. And you'll be like, what? They're not going to them. Why, why is that? Well, that's, that's because nobody likes them. I mean, literally, no one likes them. Or the fact that if they wanted to get that kind of messaging, they could just turn on the mainstream media. They don't need to go to a place for an hour every single day on Sunday when they could just wake up whenever they want and watch MSNBC or whatever and get the same shit. 
You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter to them. You know, it's not going to make a damn difference for a majority of them to actually be there. So, uh, yeah, no. Pope Francis, he's not a good pope. He's just very much of almost quasi fucking communist, like extreme leftist to the point that it's just it, it's not it's not great for a pope. And that, uh, well, you know, Catholics, I hope you get somebody a little bit better, uh, an actual maybe good pope for uh, a change, because it seems to be you guys are taking a lot of L's in the pope area, whether it be a plain old bad bad pope or plain old just you know pope that's really not even attributed to the actual things of you know the actual doctrine of catholicism so of course hopefully you guys can get that hopefully hopefully anyway that is going to do it for today's show of course if you haven't already and you made it this far please consider hitting that subscribe button following down below on twitter and true social checking out all the articles link down below and of course join me tomorrow for the thursday edition of the show have a good rest of the day and i'll see you tomorrow